2: Uh, Tassie's the big story of the day. We'll take you through the latest on that. Adam Chera, formally requesting a trade. Sam Edmund had the latest on that. And, of course, time on is your say on the news of the day. So one 736 I'd love to hear from you. Yes, indeed. Very good evening to you. Welcome to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. one 736 736 I hope you've had as good as day as you possibly can, given the circumstances that you're in. So whoever you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, uh, great to have your company and uh, however you've put in the day, wherever you've put in the day, I hope it's been as good as it can be. one three hundred seven three six seven three six, of course, the number, your say on the news of the day. And uh, Brett Stubbs from the Mercury today uh, was the one that broke the story. Uh, I think he was, uh, he was uh, the first on the scene with this, uh, that the AFL and the Tasmanian government had reached an agreement on a timeline for the decision on the state's entry to the big league. Uh, So after a stalemate following the release of the Carter report, the AFL CEO, Gill McLaughlin, and uh, Tassie Premier Peter Gutwin uh, had agreed that the much-awaited decision will be early next year. So the commitment, reports Brett from the AFL, will allow the government to resume talks with Hawthorne and North Melbourne on renewing their contracts with the state of play Uh, For games next season, the AFL Commission needs to agree to expansion and then get the support of the 12 of the 18 clubs for Tasmania to enter the competition, which the government hopes will be in about six years' time. So this was Peter Goodwin uh, announcing it today in Parliament in Tasmania.
3: I'm also very pleased to announce that this morning that after further discussions with the AFL and Mr McLaughlin over the past week, we've now reached agreement on the time frame for a decision on a Tasmanian licence, Mr Speaker. Yeah. The decision for a Tasmanian AFL licence will, will be once and for all made next year in line with the finalisation of the funding model for the AFL industry for the 23 and 24 seasons and this will be finalised during the 22 season, I would hope, early in the season, Mr Speaker. Yeah. The AFL and the State Government work through the matters that's raised the in, in the, the Carter report of ahead of the final position to be put to club presidents so for a decision once and for all on a Tasmanian licence, yeah. Mr. Speaker.
2: Yeah. Uh, here, here, indeed. I'm not sure who that was speaking over the top of Peter Gutwin, that's massive news that might have just needed everybody's complete and undivided attention. Uh, so there's a bit of distraction in amongst that announcement, but that was. Uh, The Premier, Peter Gutwin, in Tasmania today uh, making that announcement, which is a really exciting one uh, for Tasmania. He also dropped this little nugget as well.
3: Well, let the House know that we're also in discussions with the AFL regarding these four clubs being brought in a couple of days early in a COVID-safe bubble or hub. Should this be possible and subject to public health advice, the two winning teams, Mr. Speaker, could stay on after this weekend's games and remain in their COVID-safe um, uh, bubbles with the possibility of another final being played in Tasmania, Mr. Speaker. The possibility of another final. Now this will obviously depend on discussions with the AFL and depending on the week one results
2: of the finals Mr Speaker. So that was uh, Peter Goodwin saying that there is a a decent chance that Tassie might even get another final. So they've got two finals this weekend uh, and maybe more to come which we thought could be on the cards given reports were coming through. Tom Morris was saying last night that uh, clubs who were heading to Tasmania had been told pack for more than just this week. Uh, But that's the big story of the day. So the AFL released a statement saying that the, uh, that they in, uh, and the Tassie government have agreed that a position for the Tasmania licence will be put to the AFL club presence next year in line with the finalisation of the funding model for the AFL industry. So the, revising, the revised funding model contemplates both club funding and the collective bargaining agreement ...for the 2023 and 2024 seasons and will be finalised at the earliest opportunity during the 2022 season. So, Gil McLaughlin uh, spoke to Peter Gutwin yesterday and apparently reiterated uh, that the AFL would discuss the Carter Review with the club presidents during the meeting with the Commission and the club leaders in September... He said there were a number of steps recommended by the Carter Review, including investigating potential models, locking down government funding for a potential team for Tasmania and stadium investment. And the AFL would work through those with the Tasmanian State Government ahead of putting a financial... Uh, sorry, ahead of putting a final position to the club presidents for a decision. Uh, Quoted, uh, we need to finalise the industry funding model with the 18 clubs, given the continuing impact of the COVID pandemic, and have undertaken that once the work is done and we have worked through the steps identified by the Carter Review, the AFL Commission will put a position for the clubs. Will put to the clubs for a de- sorry, the AFL Commission will put a position to the clubs for a decision on a licence for a team to represent Tasmania one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 1116 So the Carter report, interesting report, has been met with uh, a lot of praise uh, and then uh, some condemnation from certain uh, sections of the footy world, depending on uh, the eyes in which it's being read from uh, the views that have, have come from it. So, But the, the, the one take out for me, obviously, when I had spoken about this before, was that you've got to get rid of the... like. No-one's going to relocate. And the whole idea of going to a shared agreement is an insult. Um, that's essentially what they have now. Um, and as I said uh, a few weeks ago, I'll just take the line from Top Gun, take me to bed or lose me forever. And that's essentially what Peter Gutwin has said, take us to bed or lose us forever. So, by what we're seeing here, the clubs are going to vote on whether or not they get into bed with Tasmania. They've been uh, in the friend zone for a long time. Uh, There's been all kinds of flirtations and possibilities and uh, who knows what might happen down the track. And they've been sort of strung along and strung along. Uh, And that happens when somebody's put in the friend zone that doesn't necessarily want to be there, but doesn't get out of the friend zone because they think, well, maybe I'm still a chance. Well, they just got to the point where they said, look, we don't want to be in the friend zone anymore. It's not really helping us. Uh, So take me to bed or lose me forever. And that's, uh, we're going to get a decision on that. So, you know, um, we're slowly undressing one (laughs) garment of clothing at a time when it comes to Tasmania. But that is very exciting. It's not a decision yet. It's not, um, it's not, there's no guarantees, there's no promises. But the Carter report was, for all intents and purposes, no matter what sort of finite detail you get yourself locked down onto, Overall, it was very pro Tasmania having a team. So the report is there to say that, yes, Tasmania should have its own team. Now, you're going to you give two out of three options a flick straight away because no team is going to want to be the one that makes a decision to relocate. And it's an insult to Tasmania to keep saying that they should go with this shared arrangement, which they've been saying they don't want. So you, we can't come back to them with, let's keep doing what we're doing because that's they've said to us, give us a team or we'll put the money elsewhere. You can't go back to them and say, how about we just keep doing what we're doing? That's not going to fly. The friend zone, they don't want to be in anymore. So they're willing to risk the friendship in order to get the relationship. That's essentially what this is. And it would look like that's a lot further along from happening. So at least now they've got a date for a decision. And that's all they've really wanted for a while is a date on a decision to say, look, if you don't want to get into bed with us, that's fine but we can't keep doing what we're doing. So just let me know, what are your intentions? And they've got a date now for a decision. So that's very, very exciting. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 A few off the text. Why do I feel like Goodwin has painted himself into a corner by insisting on a timeline? He may not like the answer. It's good for political grandstanding, but is it wise in a time of COVID? Well, Simon, COVID has, in the Carter report, he was very clear on saying COVID's not a reason for this not to go ahead. Everything else is going ahead with COVID. We've put uh, the extra four teams into the AFLW. So COVID's not an excuse for this. And I would absolutely agree with that. So that's irrelevant. And you put that to the side. Is it grandstanding? No, it's not. It's certainly, it is saying that we're sick of being, we're sick of you flirting with us, either commit or go away. That that that's that's what this is. They've got other sports who are putting their hand up to say get involved with us. Basketball, the the Jack Jumpers are ready to go from next NBL season. They've already said that they've got you know possible A League um a, a possible A League team that they could get could invest in down there. So there's other sports that are saying hey we'll take that money, uh, and then the state can get behind us. So they've got other options. That's, it's, I don't think it's political grandstanding. I just think um, either commit to us or we'll, we'll go elsewhere. It, it's, it's not wanting to be treated like a spare wheel. Anymore, And I think the friend zone is just a great analogy that we, you know, someone's saying, Sam, you sound like you know the friend zone all too well. I've had some experience in it. But it is is a good analogy to understand exactly what's been happening here. Somebody has wanted something more substantial and they've been kept in the friend zone and they don't want to be there anymore. And I think that's absolutely fair enough. Uh, So we should have a decision. At some stage next year, on if and when uh, a Tassie team would come into the league and be the, the, the league's 19th team, and Alex says 19 teams will wreck the AFL. Uh, Two Rocks says the AFL have sure the AFL have sure put this vote forward, knowing the clubs won't be in favour while they're hemorrhaging money in the current climate, no club will be wanting to give up talent or draft concessions. So the the clubs not trying to come in right now. That that so Tassie won't come in right now during this covid era. So we're looking at like 2025, 2026. It, it that that w- we will be in a different reality then. The reality that we're experiencing now won't be the reality then. Uh 0433981116. Uh covid players have never been cheaper. That's come through. I'm not don't, don't quite know what that means. Um, why would Melbourne and Geelong elect to leave SA to play in Taz makes no sense that's from Chris. Uh Dean says Tassie Devils in five years, then NT Rangers in eight years. Uh, so you can have your say on that. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, Adam Chera is every year. There's uh, a player who, even before trade week started, is the first decent name. I wouldn't say big name, but there's always a name that is doing the rounds well before trade week starts. It appears that it's Adam Chera this year. Uh, the Fremantle young gun who uh, had a a contract put to him uh, by Fremantle earlier this year that's been sitting on the table for a long time, rumoured to be around the $750,000 a year mark. Uh, That hasn't been uh, taken up at this stage. And Sam Edmund had news on Adam Sherrod today in Dwayne's
1: Some breaking news out of the West. So Adam Chera has today notified Fremantle that uh, he wants to be traded. So that's big news uh, out West. Fremantle always saying they were quietly confident he would stay. That four-year deal been on the table for quite some time. But nope, he's uh, headed to Victoria Dwayne and he's only path out of Fremantle. What I've been told is Carlton. No other club who raised an initial interest has the draft or the money to cut a deal. And so the Blues have indicated a desire to give up at least their first round pick. At six at the moment, it'll slip back to eight once the father sums come into play on draft night. They've yet to speak to Adam Chera directly, but clearly dealing through his management. Robbie Durazio from Connors Sports. So Adam Chera is out of the Fremantle Dockers and, and headed to the Blues, it would seem.
2: That was Sam Ebbin today speaking to Dwayne's World. So there has been a lot of talk about whether Carlton would end up being the destination if, in fact, uh, Ross Lyon ends up coaching there. But given what we're hearing from multiple reports that Carlton may, or sections of the Carlton board may have cooled on Ross Lyon, uh, and now the very, very messy uh, and ordinary situation that uh, continues to unfold at Carlton might just be down now to whether Alistair Clarkson uh, decides to come on board and if not do they then stick with David Teague and then would even David Teague want to stick around maybe knowing that at this time next year they might still be uh, chasing Alistair Clarkson uh, it is as messy as a situation as I can remember seeing in football and I can't remember seeing one handled uh, this poorly one three hundred seven three six seven three six so what's if you're a club at the moment thinking that you need an extra midfielder and if you're a Carlton fan at the moment, knowing that Patrick Cripps is 26 years of age, whose body probably close more closely resembles someone 36 years of age, given that he has had to do every bit of heavy lifting from his second year at that club when he was number one for clearances and contested possession from his second year. And he's had to do it every year since and has had very little contested or clearance support in the engine room um, for his Carlton career. Is Adam Chera someone who you think can help shoulder some of that burden? Uh, We thought Zach Williams might have been, but he didn't show up uh, uh, with the tank to to play midfield this year. That might change for next year, but we're not sure. So what are you willing to give up given Carlton has pick six? Are you willing to give up pick six for someone like Adam Chera? Or if you're at another club and you think we're just a little shy of a midfielder, are you willing to give up? Have you seen enough of Adam Chera to think he's worth a first-round pick? He himself was a first-round pick. I reckon it was pick five, but I'll double-check that in just a moment. We're getting a nod out there from Julia. Um, so what is he worth? Have you seen enough? There's, There's been a lot of, you know, talk of potential and this guy's the future of the Fremantle midfield, along with Sarong and Brayshaw. Is this someone you think that your club should be uh, moving heaven and earth to get? Or do you think that maybe Adam Chera might just have overplayed his hand and may not yet be in a position where you can... Be shopping yourself around and and believe that you're going to have a multitude of suitors, so where do you sit with Adam Scherer and especially Carlton fans because that's the club most closely linked? Would you be willing to give up that pick six one three hundred seven three six seven three six uh on a Saturday note before we go to a break and come back with what else has been making news today and time on is your say on the news of the day one three hundred seven three six seven three six um Kyle Anderson, who is an Australian darts star, has died at the age of 33. So the Professional Darts Corporation president, uh, Barry Hearn, has said we send our condolences and best wishes to Kyle's family and friends at this terribly sad time, particularly his wife and children. He was a popular player on the tour and his talent and dedication made him an inspiration to other players around the world. Uh, Kyle represented the Indigenous community everywhere he played. Uh, Three-time world champion, Michael Van Gerwen tweeted a lovely man and always fun to be with very sorry to hear about Kyle we had many great games and a fantastic player credit to Australia and world darts rest in peace mate so condolences um, and thoughts going out to Kyle Anderson's family uh, far far too young uh, and, and so a tragic day uh, for the world of darts and for the world of sport uh, in Australia today uh, so Vale Kyle Anderson uh, we'll go to a break and come back 1300 736 736 time on your say on the News of the day. Uh, welcome back to time on your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 or 0433-98-1116. As I said, your say on the news of the day. So let's get into your calls. A few other things making news today that I'll work you through uh, over the next hour and in the Sporting Capital from 7 o'clock tonight. Exciting news for the Sporting Capital too, by the way. Uh, the Ivor Warren Smith Award, which was my quest to have the most obscure award uh, in the footy media. Uh, it comes to its head this evening where we crown the inaugural winner of the Ivor Warren Smith, which is... The three, two, one votes every week that I give to the best hyphenated players and their performances. We've collated all the votes. We have our very first winner. It's an exciting night. Uh, Dave's in and Hello to you, Dave. Hang on, let's get that happening again. Hold on, Dave. Uh, before while I just r- rattle around with the phone line. Uh, speaking of exciting night, so it's 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 probably timely that I do it tonight, given that it is uh, Hall of Fame night tonight as well uh, for the Australian Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Dave's in get G'day, Dave.
4: Yeah, get up, mate. Look, oh, I reckon uh, the Blues have to get Sarah. Um, uh, just the perfect age. Um, uh, we can tr- give first round pick, which would be That would be fair enough to the Doggers. Yeah, I think he went pick four, Sarah. Um, Paddy Dare was five. pick three. Uh, so, not much for them. So, if we, we turn and give him pick six. And maybe uh, Patricia Seddon to Sweden the pie. But uh, he's a player we need. We need midfielders. Big time.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. You've loaded up on uh, halfback flankers uh, in recent times. But yeah, the draft order at the moment has uh, Carlton with pick six. So is that, and he was a pick five, and he's had three years. Um, of development i 'm just going to get uh his uh his stats up um i think it 's four years actually that he 's been in the um in the a f l in the a f l system so that draft pick was in twenty uh seventeen i reckon that he so this would be his fifth year actually um adam Chera. why is my computer not giving me uh any uh, assistance here at all. Um, just bear with me for two seconds while I bring up Aaron Ch- Adam chair's details. But Dave, you make an interesting point. So and that's what you've got to consider in all of this. So, you know, he was taken at pick five uh, in the 2017 draft. So he's in his fourth year now, 2018, his first season. Um, he's had four years on an AFL list. So you'd think that he's a much better player now than he was when he entered the AFL system. So is pick six a reasonable price to give up uh, for Adam Chera, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Dave uh, from Turrud thinks so. Uh, Brand uh, Brandon in Campbellwell. Good day, Brandon. Good day, mate. How you going? Yeah, good. Adam Chera. Yeah, Adam
5: Chera. I just want to do a comparison with him and Jack Graham. So Jack Graham was uh, drafted at pick fifty three in the two thousand and sixteen draft. Yep. He's played seventy seven games. Adams uh he was pick five in two thousand seventeen and has played seventy nine. If Carlton give up pick six for Shera, what would that mean? What what would Jack Graham be worth?
2: Well, you know, he's a he's a he's a he's had the luck of being able to be a, a late pick that's gone to a, a club just working into its greatest one of its greatest ever eras. Uh, so he's been so around that whole success. He's, uh, I think he's got two premierships. Um, he's got two. That's yeah, he's got the point. two. So
5: does that mean that if Richmond decided to, not that they will, um, trade Jack Graham, that they deserve um, uh, two first-round picks or a first round or a, a first round and a second round? Because I think te- teams are, are paying too much to get these guys.
2: Uh, I think they can, and it's an interesting compare that you make. So they've both played uh so Graham's played seventy seven games and Chera's played seventy six. Graham's got the premierships, but when you go through uh their numbers, which I'm just gonna quickly do over their career average, um yeah, Graham's numbers in some stats exceed Chera averaging more disposals um over their career. Um obviously Graham's had a a, a much better year this year. But over their career, they sort of stack up, and if anything, the numbers sort of look, sort of do favour Chera just marginally. But then, fantasy points—if you go with that—that favours that Graham. So it's a great compare that you make, Brendan. Uh, I would absolutely be picking Graham if I had the choice out of both of them. But I think your great, your larger point is: are teams giving up? Do teams give up too much in these kind of situations? And it's an interesting question to ask.
5: Yeah, it's a. They'll be they'll be paying overs. Jack Jack Graham isn't worth a first round pick and a second round pick, and this kid at the moment isn't worth a, a first round pick. I, I get I get it that they can go. If, they, if you've got to pay the money, then I suppose that comes in turn with where you get picked. Um, or what picky got to give up? But clubs are just giving too too many things away.
2: The, the, the counter argument to that would be that well, we we gave up pick five. We we used him with pick five. He's had four years now in an AFL system. He's played a lot of midfield minutes, and he is set to come in to I suppose his best years. And they've they've been the ones that have put the work in. So what what does that what's that worth? So to give up a pick well, five to put the development into him that they have, they've got to get something back for him, don't they?
5: They, they do, but the thing you said was, "Suppose has he really proven anything yet?" Because Fremantle haven't been um, successful since since he's got there, so well, he hasn't made a difference to him.
2: Well, I mean, he's not responsible for the overall team success of Fremantle either. Well, he plays for them, no, no, but he's not. He's but he's not solely responsible for the fact that they haven't won a premiership, and, and as opposed to that, Richmond have, so he can't have that lumped on him when they're trying to figure out what the trade value is.
5: I mm, don't
2: know. Yeah, that, <laughs> or if you. It, it, it's the the success or lack thereof on you're Fremantle you're doesn't up, start up, and stop with Adam Chera, though, Brendan. Surely?
5: Definitely not. No, no. I, I get you there. Yeah. But um, I just think he hasn't played. He hasn't shown enough to to be worthy of Carlton giving up the pick six. That's all.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm on the fence with it. I can sort of see both arguments, and I certainly see yours. Um, and I, but I can also see why when you weigh up all the pros and cons and you, and you do all the calculations and, and look at what, um, you know, teams put into developing these players. And I don't think anyone doubts that, that Adam Cherry is an out and out talent. Um, and to be able to, you know, he, as I said, this was his fourth year of footy. He's played, uh, 76 games. So he's played regular senior football and he's played a lot of midfield minutes, yeah, I, I, is he worth pick six? I'm going to have to put some more thought into that. But And for the person who's tech capper, pick six ends up being eight or nine, so stop, pay, stop saying pick six. It'll stop being pick six when it stops being pick six, capper. Those father-sons, we believe, will all happen, but there's no guarantee. I mean, we're all believing that those father-son picks will push that down, so we're all expecting that to happen. But at the moment, Carlton have pick six. Unless you can show me a piece of paper that says otherwise, uh, but thank you for your text uh, and thanks for the call, Brennan. It is. I'm. I'm. I'm not leaning any way on it. I'm absolutely getting splinters in the backside because I can't. I'm not quite sure if I think he's worth pick six. I can certainly see both sides of the argument. It's a great compare you make, too, with Jack Graham, who I'm a massive rat for. Jack Graham. one three hundred seven three six seven three three six. Tribe says, Chera, absolutely worth a first-round pick. Uh, Hi, Sam, what about North Swap pick one and a lower pick to Richmond for their first two picks? Then Chera North for their highest first round. That's from Foz in Ringwood. So other clubs very, very keen uh, to... Uh, Very, very keen to get Adam Chera to them. So North swap pick one and a lower pick to Richmond for their first two picks. Then Chera for North. I don't think North are giving up pick one for Adam Chera. There's, uh, from what we know about uh, uh, Jason Horn, Francis, that he's uh, an absolute jet, uh, which looks to be who they would end up with uh, if uh, those father-son picks ended up coming through uh, with that first pick uh, and they put bids in on them. Uh one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Dom's in Burwood. G'day, Dom. Yeah,
4: g'day, day, Carlton Support. Yeah. I'd offer him Prochesky Seaton and Fisher. Both both WA boys, Would both about the same age. Well, I think <clears throat> I think we've got we've got a heap of the same we've got Dow, we've got Carol we haven't seen, we've got Philip, we've got Lockie O'Brien, yeah you have got Cunningham and you add Chera. I don't think we'd lose by much and the other thing it's going to release some salary cap pressure as well so I reckon that'd be that'd be my starting point they get two pretty good players they're both and let's be honest they're not going to get a better deal because no team below Carlton's got he don't want to go in the state so that rules out GWS. that's a joke. Collingwood give him pick two Gold Coast and adelaide he's not going to north and he's not and he's not going to the others so it's either we're the team that they're going to get the best deal from.
2: I think it could be right, Dom. And just having a look at the picks here... I, I wouldn't give up Zach Fisher. I, I, I think Zach is a really good player. I actually think Sam petrefsky Seton could be a really, really good player if he gets the right development, which he obviously didn't get in his early days uh, of his Carlton career. He's sort of thrown around here, there and everywhere. Eddie Betts has lamented um, that as well, the, the fact that he's never quite been put into the position that he was drafted to play and has sort of been thrown around all over the joint and probably hasn't had quite um, the early experience to get him where... A lot of people think he could be. When he was taken by Carlton, I think in pick five that year as well, uh, there are a lot of draft experts. I reckon Cal Toomey wrote that he could just be the best midfielder in the draft. He was playing Senior Waffle uh, at the age of 16, 17. Um, Sam Petrefsky-Seaton. So I think that there's still really good football ahead for him, but it may not be uh, at Carlton. But just in terms of who's got picks, so he wants to come back uh, to Melbourne so or Victoria. North Melbourne have got pick one. They're not going to So count them out. Uh, Hawthorne have got pick five. And unless Hawthorne makes some decisions about some uh, midfielders they currently have and whether they use them to improve their draft hand, I can't see them going in either. So... Carlton with pick six, Richmond with pick seven, Richmond with Richmond were a name a team that were thrown up about Shera, uh mid year, but not much has been reported on them since. So the and and the last report I read was that that interest may have cooled. St Kilda have got pick nine, Essendon with pick eleven, and then you've got the Dogs with with pick fourteen, uh, and then Richmond at pick sixteen, which they got from Geelong for twenty twenty. So. Yeah, maybe Richmond, there's something that Richmond could do with a later pick. And as a text has come through um, uh, here, why are players breaking their necks to get to Carlton? The fact that you can uh, imitate a witch's hat and still get paid might be a reason. That's from Hank in Harndorf. Um, This one, I don't think just because Frio chose to use pick five on Shera, despite the year's development, mean any club compensates them for using pick five. It's what he is worth now, despite his original pick. Carlton hasn't sort him out. He wants to leave Frio. I'm not sure what his worth is, but we have to stop with the pick that they were taking. That's Rachel, and that's a, that's a good point as well. Um, but that is the that is the position that the clubs themselves take. Well, We did this, and so we want to get something for it. So they'll absolutely go to the position of, we want to get something. We want to get return on investment, and if we can't get it from him as a player, then we need to get it in terms of what we get back for, for letting him go. So I, I think you make a great point, Rachel. I just think, but but that is the position that Fremantle will take on it. Uh, 1-300-736-736. Uh, a lot of people wanting to have their say. Jezza, stay right there. Uh, Lindsay and Simon, I'll get to you straight away on the other side of this. Time on your say on the news of the day. A uh, bit about Scott Pendlebury, so a tweet today just to clarify a bit of confusion around uh, his desires for the future of his career. Hopefully will appease some Pies fans, but I'll get your thoughts on that as well, and there's plenty more making news to get you up to speed on. Uh, welcome back to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. one 736 You're saying the news of the day. Uh, this is a good text. Chera was third in Frio's BNF last year and will be top three again this year. Carlton paid what facade? Question mark, question mark. If Chera played in Vic, you would be all talking him up as worth two firsts. Wait till next year when you see him week in and week out. He will be Carlton's second best mid by a fair margin. Uh, so who would we be second best behind? I'm curious. So Sam Walsh or Paddy Cripps? Uh, at the moment, you'd say uh, Sam Walsh. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. But that's a great text, and it is an interesting point too. That sometimes when players aren't under your nose uh, as much as others, and there I know I know there's some people that hate hearing the. If they played in Victoria, they'd be more noticed. But uh, that is an interesting point. Uh, third in their best and fairest last year, and looking likely to be top three uh, again this year. Uh, Simon's in Brunswick. G'day, Simon mate. I'm good, thank you.
4: Uh just a couple of points. Um why do why do all Carlton supporters keep talking about Saad's paycheck? Have we not realized Williams's paychecks are a lot bigger for a lot less effort? That's one point I would like to, to make. The guy hasn't missed a game and he's put in every week, week in, week out, whether he's you know dominating or not, which most of the time he's he is. That's one point I want to make. With the other point coming from Freo is Two round a uh, two players plus a late first round or early second rounder, enough to get the deal done. So, like a Lockie O'Brien and a Sam Petrucci, Seaton.
2: Um, I, I I would think that I mean they'll ask for a king's ransom, but I, I would <laughs> think a, a pick and a player is about right. Yeah, I, I don't consider myself a draft expert by any stretch, but I would think a, a pick and a player. And that player needs yeah. to have been a, a decent pick themselves. Um, right. So I would think... Sam
4: of, and Lockerbie are both up.
2: Well, they'll probably ask for that. It's a matter of whether you're, you're wanting to give that up. But, again, I, I think yeah. that there could actually be a benefit for Sam Piotrowski heading to a club that's keen to actually play him where he was drafted to play. And it might be the best thing that could have happened for him. Um, but Correct. again, then again, we don't know who's going to be coaching Carlton next year and they might see things a little differently. So... I think it could be a win-win for him. The, the question that I think is the pertinent one, Simon, that a lot of people are asking, given that from what we're led to believe that Frio had put a, something around a $750,000 a year contract in front of Adam Chera. And this text has come through a few times. How does Carlton afford Chera with the money they're paying for William Sard, Cripps, McKay, uh, sorry, Mackay, Wiedering, Kerno, McGovern, Martin, Newman, and they still need to pay Walsh and De Conning? Um... I can't read that last part but it was something to do with maybe some of the mistakes of the past that have been made just managing the finances. Um, so that's a, that's a pertinent question too because from what we are led to believe there already is a salary cap squeeze at Carlton amongst that and a whole lot more. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh 1300 736 736 in Bentley. G'day Jezza. How are you going Sam? Uh, good thank you. That's good. Just wanted to
0: ask a question. Cooper Sharman yes. probably will get two, if not three votes in the Brownlow for his game on the weekend. Can't even get a crack for a Rising Star nomination after kicking four goals, taking multiple contestant marks as the best, most dominant forward on the ground in his, we'll say, fifth registered game of AFL, but is technically his fourth full game. Has kicked 10 goals in his four games. I don't get how they come up with their rising star nominations. Yeah, is I mean... He, is it because he's not a, he's not a midfielder?
2: I'm not sure. Connor Iden, uh, who's had a, re- a fantastic year and is a great story, uh, and I'm rapt to see him get a nomination for the year that he's had, has gone a bit unheralded, and, and I think that might be a body of evidence sort of nomination, and, and he really did deserve one through the year. So putting that aside and paying all due respect to Connor Iden, I, I, I was surprised that... Cooper Sharman wasn't the the rising star nominee. Given the four goals he took, the marks that he was able to to, to reel in, he was he he was he actually had. We were sitting in the box um, and calling that game, and all getting really excited every time he went near the ball. Now that's a rare thing career. for a guy that's played a handful of games. But we every time he was in the vicinity, we were. Oh here he like that that's the impact that he was having and John Barker isn't someone who's um, pr- isn't one who's prone to you know hyperbole uh, or I- over exaggeration yes
0: agreed so this is where this is my point there are um, and I get it there's only so many players they can pick but you have to go on the merits of the kid's performance and I think he was very very much uh, not able to get get the goods when he sh- certainly deserved it in a week where he dominated.
2: Yeah, good call, Jez. Uh, it, it's, it's been discussed uh, on regular intervals this year that there might need to be just a, a look at an overhaul, just a re-look at the, the rising star. It, it's becoming more and more, I think, it used to just be a, a not a throwaway line because I don't want to pay any disrespect, but I I get the feeling that over the last few years this award has become more and more prestigious. Or, or no, let me let me rephrase that. It's always been prestigious, but I think it's actually become more and more um, engaging of of the fans. I think people care a lot more about this award than they maybe ever once did, and therefore now they really start to look closely at. Well, hang on, why him and not this guy and hang on, has he this guy has played a whole year averaging this amount and hasn't yet had a a nomination, so people are far more invested in the rising star than they ever have been, and therefore it gets scrutinized more intensely than it ever has, and people are starting to point out you know, what for them seem to be flaws in the system. So it might be something that needs to be looked at and, and rejigged to make sure that it's beyond reproach. Not saying that it is, you know, reproachable at the minute, but remove all doubt, make it a bit clearer about how it's it's officiated and, and how it's adjudicated. And then I think it would it would appease a lot of the frustrations that seem to come through uh, about it. But a great point that you make, Jezza. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Ryan, Mazer Lee, I'll stay right there. I'll come back to you after this. Um, Sam Edmund's been very busy today. He's had uh, news on Jack Gunston, Luke Parker, a little bit more on Carlton. Uh, So we'll get you that on the other side of this. Uh, Tom Harley spoke to Gary and Tim today. There's been a lot going on. I'm going to try and uh, refresh your memory on all of it and uh, get you up to speed on it if you've missed it. We'll keep doing that as time on continues on SEN. Uh, First list movements from a Richmond point of view have occurred today. Uh, Patrick Nash, who was a 2017 father-son selection, nine senior games across four years at the Tigers. He played in the uh, 2019 VFL flag Six games this year, two of them as a medical sub – has been uh, delisted or won't be offered uh, another contract moving forward. So the club has said we'd like to thank Patrick for his hard work and commitment to our footy program across the past four years, it says Blair Hartley, the Richmond football boss. Patrick has played in his part in our recent success, and we wish him all the best for his future endeavours. Yeah. Uh, so Sam Edmund had a little bit of uh, news today on, on a few different things. Carlton is one of those, and it's, it's almost been a Carlton-free zone, apart from Adam Chera, of course. But... Uh, Uh, There is still a lot bubbling away. Still no decision from the Carlton Football Club. Reports uh, from multiple sources that parts of the board have cooled on Ross Line And uh, the line in the release to members yesterday from new president Luke Sayers where he said they're going to take their time to absorb the the findings of the uh, internal or the external review might just be code for we're waiting to get an answer from Alistair Clarkson. Uh, if you read between the lines there, uh, Sam Edmund had this to say uh, about Luke Parker and his contract situation with the Sydney Swans. But Luke Parker's the big one,
1: the unrestricted free agent, so he can leave of his choosing. Now, he signed a big five year deal in 2016, but his management want another run at it, so to speak, Jared. He's 28, they're chasing a longer term deal. I'm told at around or above $700,000 a season. Right. So a significant investment from the Swans. At the moment that's not happening. In fact, other clubs have been approached to see if they are willing to part with the money to secure Luke Parker. Right. Either as leverage or as a as a as a genuine move.
2: There we go. So he's having a fantastic year. Luke Parker was in the All-Australian squad of 40 that was released yesterday, uh, wanting to make sure that uh, he can capitalise on that year. And then would that create uh, a market? There'd definitely be a market for a, a, a quality quality player and person. Uh, like Luke Parker. Uh, so that's, uh, that, that's one uh, of a... Uh, would you say Luke Parker's a veteran, 28, 29 years of age? Uh, from another one at Hawthorne, Sam Edmund had this on Jack Gunston. Missed all of this year with uh, back injuries.
1: Lots of smoke around Jack Gunston, but he's very much an Alistair Clarkson man. And a lot of clubs, whether they be tie-kicking or or genuine, they have definitely come calling for Jack Gunston to see if they can use what's happened at Hawthorne as leverage to get him out. He is contracted, but that back injury has definitely scared a few clubs off. That's not something you want to muck around with, especially for someone who's well-paid like Jack Gunston. Yep. That has certainly scared a few off, but I reckon it's a watch this space going forward for sure.
2: Uh, it certainly is. That would be one of the biggest stories of the off-season if a three-time Premiership Hawk. Jack Gunston, and people spoke about what the benefits might be for Hawthorne trading him last year, moving into a a redevelopment era, and whether or not those same ideas would be relevant now and just how Jack Gunston was feeling. We know he was... Very, very strong uh, against what was happening at Hawthorne in regards to Alistair Clarkson. So that is absolutely a watch this space. Uh, off the text, Cooper Sharman is over the age limit for a nomination for a rising star. I oh, checked that out. The rules say you have to be 20 as of January the 1st this year or January this year. He didn't turn 21 until July. So by my calculations, I think he was still eligible. But we will double check that. Ryan's in Perth. G'day, Ryan. There you go, mate? Yeah, good, buddy.
6: So I'm interested... In your opinion, I just want to put a couple of um, couple of little side suggestions to you in regards to Chera. Mm-hmm. When we got rid of Lockie Weller, he was in nowhere near the the league skill set of an Adam Chera, and what Ad, and and what Peter Bell demanded and essentially got for Lockie Weller.
2: Yeah, great. I don't think, great reference this. I one. don't
6: think. Yeah, well, I don't really think. I don't understand, for one, Chera wanting to pigeonhole Carlton because they're an upside-down, you know, they're not as good as a regional football club at the moment with their <laughs> administration failure. So I and Tim Kelly, I mean, put that up there as well. Just, to, just as something, um, Chera's achieved a lot in the last couple of years. Tim Kelly never got a premiership. Yeah, he did all right in the Brownlow count, but you've got to have the soldiers on your side. So I just wonder what another club think they're going to be up against because Peter Bell plays hardball. That's, that's him. He gets the best for, for his club. And, and the proof's in the pudding. So I'm just wondering what... Yeah, I'm just wondering how, how it could pan out. Because
2: uh, a- I
6: don't think your suggestion of one draft pick and, and a player, Petrescu Seaton, well, he hasn't even been getting selected for Carlton. So I don't think that's enough at all for Peter Bell to to be happy.
2: Well, I think it could be right, Ryan. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'll be one of the more fascinating negotiations. Um, Carlton, it, uh, well, Carlton have been accused of giving more than they should at times to secure uh, some of the people that they have on certain occasions, not all occasions, but some occasions. So how they approach this will be absolutely fascinating and you make some great points. And again, I still can't quite get in my head, the, what, what. I still can't quite settle on what I think Adam Chera's is worth. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep sitting on the fence. Uh, that's it for Time On, but Mark, Muzza and Lee, luckily for you, I'm up next with the Sporting Capital. So I'll start taking your calls after that. We will anoint the first ever Ivor Warren Smith medalist. Uh, and there's still a bit of other stuff that we want to get through as well. Stay with us. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au.
3: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash zero one zero
6: zero five.